Hi, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to Sunday School Bonanza, a This Week in Mormons production. We're here to bring you a gospel doctrine rundown, get you all prepped to be awesome at church. Please uh, shoot us an email and let us know how we're doing. Contact at thisweekinmormons.com and visit us online at thisweekinmormons.com. Before we get to the lesson, I would like to introduce to all of you a new host this week. We are joined. There she is. Lauren Johnson (laughs) is here with us, folks. Everyone, welcome, Lauren, please. Hi. Can I clap for myself? Sure. I mean, because I just did. Politicians vote for themselves. I see no reason why you cannot clap. <laughs> that's for that's yourself true. As well. uh, so Lauren's new to the show. Lauren's been a friend of the show for a long time, and we've talked for a while about getting her more involved in a in a talent capacity, for for want of a better term. And uh, so Lauren, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Give us the rundown. What you're doing? Why you're sure. here? Sure. Thanks, Jeff. Um, I, my background is actually in journalism. I was, I've been a television reporter the most recently in Salt Lake City and also in Idaho. And I'm here actually living in the Boston, Massachusetts area, a newlywed. And we moved here for my husband's schooling and not being a journalist, being a little bit depressed about that. So thank don't, heavens for podcasts. Don't be depressed about it. It's going to be fine. I mean, what? let's be honest. What was there to do in Pocatello? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was, you know, I moved on, though. You know, it was Pocatello and then. My understanding is they have a Dairy Queen there. So very, very big things are happening. That's, well, actually, one of them closed. It was really depressing. See? The Dairy is... Queen closed. And it was news. And we reported on it. This live. is serious. I also watched a season last year of the... Uh, the great food truck race on Food Network, and they stopped oh, yeah? in Pocatello. It was crazy. Oh, really? What did they? What? What was it that they enjoyed? Well, it's I don't know. They just went to Pocatello. They just go to <laughs> random places as a challenge. But it is a college town. Maybe it was okay. I don't know. Yeah, they have some good places. That's why I was wondering. I'm, I'm from California. Know. We have a different version of society there, civilized, advanced. <laughs> I don't know anything. Anyways, folks, sure. not to waste any more time. You're here to learn all about gospel things. So this week's lesson is a great one, and I hope that in my my tiny wisdom we can do justice to it. It's lesson seven, the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, This is definitely something that we throw around a lot in the church. You always hear about the Abrahamic covenant, but I would venture a guess that a great many of us don't fully get what that is, and I would say, and I think it's great. So we're all going to learn about this together. Uh, But one of the first things your teacher might mention is the attention activity. You know, sometimes I like to tease about them. But this one's good because the simple question is just what is a patriarchal blessing? And you might say, what the heck does that have to do with uh, the Abrahamic covenant? But there's a quote here from the First Presidency, and I'll just read it. It says, patriarchal blessings are an inspired declaration of the lineage of the recipient and also where so moved upon by the Spirit, an inspired and prophetic statement of the life mission of the recipient, together with such blessings, cautions, and admonitions as the patriarch may be prompted to give. The realization of all promised blessings is con- is uh, conditioned upon faithfulness to the gospel of our Lord. So the point of this, is a lot of this, I think, is... Uh, is lineage. That's a huge part of the Abrahamic mm-hmm. covenant. And we're going to learn that we are sort of adopted in, we're, we're either born in or grafted in uh, to the seed of Abraham. And I have a patriarchal blessing. Lauren, should I assume you have a patriarchal yes, blessing? Yes, I do. I got mine when I was 14. So early. Oh, you, you were righteous. I got mine when I was like 17 or something. I just kind of, <laughs> I sat on my hands for a while and didn't really bother with it. But at least I didn't get it in the MTC. I saw some people did that. That's just, I saw that as well just, I, when I was in the MTC. Yeah. As an aside, 
that would be it's fine but there's something i feel like it would be so in, in personal oh sorry do you need to answer that is that <laughs> oh yeah am, am one I, second am i interrupting no. you i'm sorry all right <laughs> oops silent it's on silent okay now. so okay. the scriptures we're going into here uh, mostly this week abraham one genesis 12 those are the great things you can read mm-hmm. in, in great preparation so what we learn as we get into to abraham one in particular of course uh, god directs abraham and his family to leave their home in ur as we've discussed before and go to Haran. Um, and there Abraham prayed and received a vision in which God covenanted to bless him and his posterity. And that's what the Abrahamic covenant is. So I say, let's just go through the main points of it. There are earthly blessings and uh, eternal blessings or parallels. So uh, which ones do we see? Let's see which ones we like. Let's, let's go back and forth on some of these. Uh, earthly blessings, a promised land to live in. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Me? How do I feel about that? That's who I'm talking to. You're the only ones here. <laughs> I'm glad. No, I'm glad you're asking because this is a question I have. I'm actually really grateful for this lesson that we're doing because okay. I had a specific question on that. Does that refer to Zion or does it refer to a land of milk and honey or that our people will prosper? I understand what the promised land was to Abraham, but I do want to know if there was symbolism that I'm not fully grasping or what exactly it means, or what your thoughts are. I don't know. I, you know, Honestly, I don't know either. I don't know if it uh, relates to a promised land. It relates to promised lands in general. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in this case, it's more of a strict temporal blessing for Abraham because he and Lot were going to go and inherit this great land. And as we know, you know, Abraham took land uh, east of the River Jordan. Lot went and dwelt by, uh, by uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, which we'll actually get into in a future lesson. But um, I think it was more of that, but I think there might be a, a broader principle of promised lands, whether it's the Israelites with Canaan, uh, mm-hmm. whether it is in latter days with, of course, just modern day Zion and Missouri or what have you, or even then in some ways Utah became a promised land, uh, a sense of deliverance. Right. So, but I don't I know I mean, I think sure. it's interesting that, oh, sorry, I might have interrupted you, but no, you're fine. we're not necessarily, we are, everyone's a pioneer in a way, but we're not that literal pioneer who goes across the plains looking for land, but our ancestors did and people throughout history have done this very thing. So it's almost saying there will be promised land for you. And I also think because we are descendants of the pioneers who found promised land, perhaps rather than seeking it out, it is our responsibility to, uh, cherish it and to keep it healthy and to keep it prosperous and to live the commandments so that it will continue to be a promised land. That's for sure. Sure. (laughs) No, I actually like that because no, no, this is no, no, no. I'm saying this is what I love. I look at this and the first thing I say is like, yeah, you're promised to have a pro in a promised land and it's going to be great. And that's a weakness of mine. You know, I don't ponder it as much and that's why I'm grateful to have the insights Mm -hmm. of others, whether we're hosting or whether people write in and tell us how they feel about things. Because that's that's what it's all about, hopefully, in your Sunday school, are various points of view and experiences to help us all ex- get something more out of what we would normally get. When I'm confined yes. to just the gospel according to Jeff, it's a very disappointing place to be. So I, I greatly appreciate everybody else. Uh, some quick other earthly blessings here. Uh, he's promised a great posterity. That's a huge part of Abraham. And of course, his posterity became the, the house of Israel. I mean, that's right. that's mammoth. And uh, But also in those blessings of posterity, 
one of those blessings wasn't just Israel. It was that Christ himself would be born of his lineage because David came from his lineage. We know that Christ came from uh, King David's lineage. Uh, and then also, of course, that the gospel of Jesus Christ and the priesthood for Abraham and his posterity. Uh, there are eternal parallels for all of these things, the celestial kingdom, eternal marriage, exaltation, all these great things. So there's a lot going on here that Abraham has promised. He's basically promised the, the whole lot. I mean, honestly, he's uh, yes, not just to have this great posterity physically on the earth, but in the sense that he is father Abraham to a great many of us, whether directly by lineage or as we are, uh, are, are grafted in, as we'll say, heirs to his blessings, which is actually the next section, I believe. We talk kind of about more of our responsibilities. Yes. Um, also, one thing I want to throw out there, I don't want to go throw too it. off, but throw I also found, found it was interesting as I read the scriptures that, the blessings were given to him when he was in his 80s and 90s, these blessings. And I thought for me, that was a really powerful lesson as I just turned 34. And to many of you, that might be young. To many of you, it might be old. But either way, there was a sense of loss that I wasn't 24 anymore. And I yeah. even wrote about it that, you know, I feel like I've lost opportunities. And the fact that God was giving blessings to Abraham at that age actually was really exciting to me. Uh, I thought, you know, it's just beginning and we can receive powerful blessings at any age, no matter how faithful we are. Side note, sorry, tangent. I wanted to no, throw that out there. I thought it was interesting. That's actually really awesome. And think about how lucky we are if we get something like a patriarchal blessing so much earlier in life, you know, even to guide mm -hmm. us. And it's, that's, that's great. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, blessings and responsibilities. Um, I thought that was really interesting as well, that it says that we are born into literal descendants of the of Abraham, or either we are grafted into it. So either way, we are responsible for uh, many of our blessings. And in our patri in my patriarchal blessing, I remember that being fourteen, I was a child hearing at the very end, these are your blessings contingent upon your righteousness mm -hmm. and uh, feeling this good responsibility, positive responsibility. I don't know if all responsibility is positive. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, but excitement that I'm in charge. All I have to do is have faith and, and, be responsible and keep the commandments and these incredible blessings that he has offered me uh, will be mine. And uh, the fact that they have come from Abraham and all the generations before and that they continue was something I found really exciting at 14. That's awesome. And so, I'll remember that. So let me ask you this then. How do we, uh, like you, you know, we've mentioned many times we could be directly actual, you know, very, very literal descendants of Abraham. But how are we grafted in then? Like, what, what do we do? I mean, if I, if my descent is just like, uh, you know, Vikings or something, and I have <laughs> zero blood ties to, to the Fertile Crescent. How do I, sure. how do I get grafted in then? What does that mean? That is a good question. I actually have a similar question because I find the whole idea really interesting. And I have a lot of questions about that. It almost feels like an adoption, a spiritual adoption of sorts. But it says that we have to be baptized sure. and become 
a member of the church and we are then grafted. Am I right? Is that what you? Uh, yeah, I think that's read? about what it is. Yeah. I mean, as we go step by step through our own discipleship and enter into uh, especially new covenants and ordinances uh, to engage in those covenants, I believe we sort of, uh, we sort of enable more of these promises in the Abrahamic covenant. It's almost like we're able to flip a little, check a little box, flip a switch, and these things all slowly turn on and become uh, part of our part of our experience with the covenant mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. It also, it made sense to, I have heard of family members having different lineages when they yeah. receive their patriarchal blessing. Yeah. yeah. And so that actually helped me comprehend that a little bit more. I thought, how could that be if we're literal descendants, but sometimes we are grafted into the whole scheme of things, but it's also beautiful because it doesn't matter you know, necessarily who we are or where we were born or um, what we've been handed in life. It matters. Um, what matters is our faith and how we choose to live life. And we are in complete control of whether or not we are a part of this covenant. Yeah. I, I like that. And I, and I think that's, that's so huge. So much is contingent upon our own uh worthiness and our own devotion and everything that we try to do. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. I mean, when you read in Matthew, when he said, be ye therefore perfect, it didn't say, you know, right now mm-hmm. in this very moment, but that's our goal. And we need to be working at those things. And as we do those things, the blessings of, of the Abrahamic covenant of the eternities can be ours. But of course, with that, there is, there's responsibility. And it's not just that we need to be worthy. It's very interesting. One of the key things mentioned as our, our primary res- responsibility as heirs of the covenant is to help God's other children receive the fullness of these blessings. That's really the main thing that's specified in the scriptures, uh, which I think is is terrific. I mean, of all the things to remind us, it's not just like, hey, keep the commandments, be righteous. It's No, you know what you need to do? You need to help everybody else keep the commandments and find these things. That's what you need to be doing to truly right. live worthily of it. Um, and that, I mean, that's huge. You see that in Abraham 2. 9 and 11, for anybody who wants to read that, that's when he talks about making the great nation that will be reared up and that we will all be blessed, but only if blessed if we uh, if we share the, the blessings with so others. In fact, can I share what Elder Boy K. Packer said yeah, sure. about sharing the blessings and missionary work? Oh, I think I know this tale. Yeah, please do. Okay, great. Yeah, I thought it was a great analogy. It was really simple, but I thought it was really lovely. It said, imagine that, you know, our bishop has appointed us to plan a picnic for ward members. It is to be the best social in the history of the ward, and we are to spare no expense. We reserve a beautiful picnic ground in the country. We are, we are to have it all to ourselves. The day arrives and everything is perfect. The tables are set and the feast is spectacular. Then, just as the blessing is being said, an old car turns into the picnic grounds and sputters to a stop. A worried man lifts the hood and spouts of steam come out. Several children climb out of the car. An anxious mother takes a box to a nearby table. She puts a few leftovers on the table, trying to make them look a meal look like a meal for hungry children, but there is not enough. Then one of the little girls sees our table. She pulls her little brother over to us and pushes her head between you and me. We move aside. The little girl says... Look at that. I wonder what that tastes like. What would you do? Would you ignore the people or ask them to be quiet? Would we show them back to their table and give them some of the food we don't really need? Or would we invite them to come and join us, to sit between us and share the feast, and to let us help fix their car and give them something for the journey? 
And then he goes on to ask, could there be more pure enjoyment than seeing how much we could get those hungry children to eat? Could there be more satisfaction than to interrupt our festivities to help them fix their car? I thought that was a beautiful analogy, and it is simple. You know, something that I think a child can comprehend, but it affected me, and I realized, yeah, it's true. And I think they I think they made a video of that once using those really? remarks. This this really rings a bell. Seeing uh, some footage, very eighties, of course, because those are all the. the <laughs> but yeah, we can be together forever someday. <laughs> Anything Michael McLean is great, but the thing, right. <laughs> the thing that that I really took away from that is, I, it's so easy as members of the church to uh, to to have defined in advance uh, whom we who we feel is ready, quote unquote to receive these things and to help. You know, like we see like these people are ripe for receiving the missionaries of the gospel because they, they, you know, they fulfill a certain stereotype and they look a certain way and they live Mm -hmm. their lives a certain way. And it's good to seek out those things. But as Latter-day Saints, how often do we still, sadly, we might see someone who is just destitute and messed up and we'll say like, oh, they're not like church material. Who says they're not church material? I Mm -hmm. mean, Jesus says they're church material and we need to get out of ourselves. If we see that, that uh, that poor family roll up that is that is having trouble. We shouldn't just ignore them, you know. And this isn't right. both metaphorically and literally. We need to help our our brothers and sisters in all actuality. And of course, metaphorically, we know these things are good. We've got a lot of bounty before us. Let's make sure that we uh, that we share it with others who might need it, share it, but they're struggling to obtain it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that is a beautiful thing too. Elder Packer has some good remarks there. I like that a lot. Me too. Well said, Lauren. Thanks. Well, that's well pr- said, Boyd K. Packer. Well, that's pretty much the gist for this lesson, everybody. Uh, so the Abrahamic Covenant, you're promised a lot of stuff, and you need to live a lot of things and uh, and to really make it worthwhile. Uh, there's a lot of a lot that we can learn, and I really encourage you to read through, again, Abraham 1 and Genesis 12. Uh, Genesis 15, if you're feeling ambitious as well, on top of that. There's a lot of great material here for that. Also, everybody, we encourage you, if you're listening to this on YouTube right now, click those little buttons at the bottom that we put up for you so you can subscribe on iTunes or, or the RSS feed or something like that. Uh, for the rest of you, join us on fa- at Facebook.com slash This Week in Mormons, at The Real Twim on Twitter. You can find us on Pinterest, on Instagram, where we post something once every five months, and uh, really anywhere else. Contact at ThisWeekinMormons.com. Those are all the places that we are, but we're grateful that you're all here joining us. Lauren, thank you for joining us on your inaugural adventure i'm so happy to be here i'd like to thank my family and friends no we only thank roommates and talk about how much we love them that's the only thing that we do i'd like to thank my roommates thank you but uh, we're glad that you're here and everybody we really appreciate you taking the time to tune in hope you'll share it with others and hope you'll join us next week for another episode of sunday school bonanza once again this is lesson seven from the old testament manual the abrahamic covenant uh from sunday school bonanza a this week in mormons production and we hope you have a great sabbath bye-bye